It's time for the Motown Rundown, presented by Impact 89 FM, WDBM. This is your home for all things Detroit sports, from the Lions and Tigers to the Pistons and Red Wings. Now here's your host, Ryan Rabinowitz. All right, we're rolling April 8th, 2020, Motown Rundown coming back at you. Still in quarantine, still locked down, uh, but we're still here. We're trying our best, and from the sound of things, we are going to be stuck in quarantine for a couple more weeks. So uh, without further ado, let's do our weekly wellness check. I'll start with you, Trent. Trent, how are you hanging in there? I'm hanging. I'm hanging in there good. I don't know if you can hear my brothers and stuff going on in there. I, I can't. There's no quiet place in my house, for one. Sorry, I'm so distracted right now. I, I I'm, I'm good. I don't know. We 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 play, we play video games, play video games, play board games. I feel like I have nothing new to report. We did have two uh, bonfires this week. That's good. That's how good. bonfires. Yeah. It is getting approaching bonfire season. Although it is supposed to drop. It was a beautiful day today. It was like what 65 degrees outside, close to 70, and that's going to be like 40 degrees in the next week, which is just fantastic. Yeah, bonfires also, are good. Bonfires also, been playing a lot of tennis. A lot of tennis, oh, too. Oh, good. Good. Dude, I, I, Trent, it sounds like you're – it's like a nice little vacation for you. I, like, the thing I liked with me is it's just me and my parents. So, that's, like, it's fine. Okay, but, like, yeah. at the same time, you, like, get on each other's nerves and whatever. But all I do is this – I just think of random things. I went outside today and was doing homework. I got myself sunburned, like, on my chest. I was <laughs> going to say, you, your, face, your face looks like you got some sun. Yeah, I was on the sun all day just doing homework. Didn't get anything done. Classic. But I, I literally, when I'm, like, in quarantine and stuff like this, you see all these lists on Twitter and stuff, and I just, like, think of the randomest things. Like, today and, like, the last week, I think I've, I've texted you guys this. And like, I just, like, think what, like, was my favorite TV show when I would be, like, sick going yeah. home. And, like, I figured that my, like, top three was, like, Zoe 101, SpongeBob, and then – uh. I think three would probably be Jimmy Neutron. Like, oh yeah. If, if if I'm sick from elementary school, those are my top three. I don't know what your guys were back in the day, but well, I was not a Nickelodeon kid. I was like, uh, I, I watched, I, I watched. Were you a Cartoon the, Network kid? Somewhat, but mostly Disney. Oh, I was dude, just, Cart- I was Cartoon Network kids were just were just asking for trouble back in the day. No, that that's that's definitely a fact. Dexter's no, Laboratory. No, I, I just freak. Great show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of funny. I loved Total Drama Island on Cartoon Network. Great you guys ever show. watched that? Great that show. Was, that show was Never awesome. Seen it was like reality TV. See, Rabinowitz, you would love it, so you got to check it out. It's like I would check funny. it out now. I, I doubt it holds probably, up. Probably hasn't aged very well. <laughs> yeah. No. But it's like basically it's like a mix between Survivor and like – yeah, it's basically Survivor, but it's animated and it's for kids and it's pretty funny. It's a bunch of teenagers on an island going at it. It's cool. else, I don't know. But I was what are your in, other two? What are other two in your top three? For me? Yeah. I'm like I said, I'm I'm Star Wars the Clone Wars, another Cartoon Network show just because I'm dude, a big my Star buddies Wars guy. love the Clone Wars now. I'm like, dude, stop being nervous. Yeah, those, those aren't very good. The, the the ones like they just released a new season on Disney Plus and like new episodes come out yeah. each Friday. And it's it's really not that great. But you know, the old the OGs, those were really good. And then my favorite Disney show of all time was Wizards of Waverly Place. 
Okay. That's a good one. Well, that's my top three. That's my top three. Nothing from Nickelodeon from your boy. Dude, but Nick- that doesn't mean I didn't watch Nickelodeon. Drake and Josh was another good sleeper. Dude, Nickelodeon from 2004 to 2007, I talk about this all the time with my friends, didn't miss. They literally, like, their sitcoms they had going was, like, Ned C. Classified, which is one of the all-time oh, great shows. That's a good show. Love that show. Zoe 101, Drake and Josh. And then they had that one show with, like, Emma Roberts that, like, wasn't even that bad. I was like, dude, they were in their bag. Yeah. Did you like iCarly? No, that's it was good, but it wasn't my favorite. Okay, I didn't okay. big, I think iCarly's overrated. Okay, I got you. I respect it. I watched iCarly into the phase where it was like you were kind of embarrassed to tell people that you still watched iCarly, but it was funny. I did I like my my three SpongeBob SpongeBob is number one. I still yes. watch SpongeBob to this day. I watched so the episode funny. with my brother the other day with Gene Scallop. I don't know if you remember Gene <laughs> Scallop. He's like yeah. the food inspector, and he comes by and he eats the food, and he goes on TV, and he's like, "I can't stand this place," but he loves SpongeBob, and they turn the whole thing into a SpongeBob theme restaurant. I always watch Sports Center too. I would watch like yes. the, the first yes. hour of Sports Center. I'd watch the same Sports Center for like eight hours that day and just have it uh, memorized. For some reason. One day when I was sick, I remember this so vividly. Like, Tony Romo had a bad game in Arizona. And they, like, the whole sports center was basically, like, talking about, is Tony Romo going to be able to, like, work through this rib injury? And I was, like, in third <laughs> grade, and I remember it so vividly. You were in third I, grade? Something like that. So, so what year do you think that was? Like, the second year in Dallas? 08 or I something like that? The way the, like, media covered Romo when I was, like, younger and really didn't pay attention to the rest of the league, like – I thought Romo was, like, bad, but he, he was, like, very, very good. Like he yeah, he was, good he was solid. But, like, I know, he, I, he I thought he was trash way. if you, like, watched ESPN and you didn't know, what was, like, exactly or, like, you weren't watching the Cowboys play. So, Rabs, you got SpongeBob, you got SportsCenter, which – Okay, well, if SportsCenter is available, like, yeah, I watched yeah, SportsCenter. SportsCenter is a great answer. I didn't even think about that. I didn't, either. Last, I didn't either. When Collins, when Collins said Zoe 101, that got the mind working into a completely different dimension because I used to watch a ton of Zoe 101. Great I used to watch show. a ton of Nez Declassified. I put my third as a combination of Jimmy Neutron and Fairly Odd Parents. That's just what came to mind. But Zoe 101 used to crush Zoe You know what I used to watch, too? Degrassi. I used to watch a lot of Degrassi. Dude, with Did you watch it when it? Drake was on it? Yes, Jimmy? dude, that show was loaded. Like, people got shot. Like, that's when I first learned about, like, people that have different sexual preferences. Like, it was a wild – people got pregnant in high school. It was a wild-ass show. Dude, the, like, isn't the mother in Degrassi that she, like, got pregnant at, like, 14? Yeah, and, like, midway – oh, midway through the show, yeah, she gets pregnant in high school. Then the kid who – impregnated her got like stabbed from these kids at a rival school it was unbelievable jt york may he rest in peace Dude, nina dobra yeah. in, in in that show yeah Smoke. she never she never did it for me though okay i feel yeah. like the, the story arcs in that show are like beyond me dude like you guys gotta remember you're one and two years older than me so like i never watched the grassy i was probably way too young even yeah. though the freeze frame at the end of the Jurassic, like when we, when I was a little bit older, I was probably like in sixth or seventh grade. Like my oldest brother and my sister, like right before, or like when they would be home for the summer or something from college or high school, or whatever, they would always like we would make bets who would be the freeze frame of the episode. <laughs> and it, that that was always a good time. Wait, I don't even I don't even get that. What is that? It's at like the, at the end of the Jurassic, they had a freeze frame, like the freeze frame of someone's like face. It's like a dramatic okay. moment, kinda, or like a okay. happy moment. So we would okay, bet that's who, funny. Who got the freeze frame. 
That is funny. That's a fun little memory of the Collins siblings. I like that. Yeah, that show that show introduced me to a lot. But essentially, dude, essentially quarantine is just like being homesick from school for the longest period of all. Yeah, that's what that's what I thought of this. <laughs> it's it's even goofier for me too, because like my dad has never worked from home ever. Like my mom, when I was younger, she worked from home. She was a stay-at-home mom for a little bit because we were little. So like I, I have something, I have some roots there. Now that my dad's home, it's like just all hell's broken loose and it's chaotic. But yeah, I don't know. Dude, listen to that. So both my parents, like, so in high school, my mom traveled a lot, like, all around. So just, it would be mostly, like, me and my dad a lot at home. But my dad, like, usually works at home, especially in the summer when I'm staying here. And and my mom works at home. So it's, like, when I would go, like, eat Apple Jacks, and I'm just getting screamed at by both parents. Stop making so much noise. I'm working here. So I'm, like, kind of, like, used to this. So I just isolate myself from them. So, so like, eating apple jacks dude, that, literally every time i would like open up the fridge my dad gives me the sink eye. He's like, really dude really <laughs> I, I i paying your bills isn't enough i'm like i'm like sorry dude i like i don't know what you want me to do i came home i came home this week because i'm just gonna stay home through easter and first of all my setup right now usually i'm in my nice room in east lansing where i can have like a, a professional setup i'm sitting in my basement right now that has flooded like two times in the past handful of months and i'm sitting on like an old moldy uh folding chair with my laptop on another old moldy folding chair in the last couple of days i've been at home i've eaten like shit i sleep for a thousand hours i don't wake up till noon I've been struggling so hard. That's what happens when you go home. Like, I've just eaten everything yeah. in sight because I can't. I'm not paying for it. I'm just eating. I'm a vacuum. Dude, I go to bed. At, I, go, I never go to bed that late. I go to bed at like 3 o'clock in the morning every night now. And then I have to wake up at like 10 for my Zoom class. I also, Brutal. too, I'm getting to that point. Collins, you have dogs? Uh, rest in peace, Porky. Not anymore, no. I'm, I'm getting to that point now where, again, I probably love my family very much, love coming home, but I'm getting to the point where, like, the little things are starting to build and irritate me. Like, my one dog, Rocco, who just barks nonstop at nothing happening outside, yeah, I could get to that point with your dog where it's like, I love my dog, but I'm getting really sick and tired of my dog. I, was, I said today, <laughs> I, I, believe, I think I said out loud to my family, like, if you guys can't figure it out, I'm going back to school because they're just, like, bickering and arguments, and I'm like, hmm, don't miss this, but happy to be home, love my family. Dude, that's, like, every time I come home, like, love home, like you're saying always, but, like, you come to my household, it's contemptuous immediately, <laughs> and it doesn't, no one even has to be in, like, a bad mood. It's just the yeah. way, like, my family operates. <laughs> We're, like, so non-confrontational, like, outside of our home, and then we, like, bring all that angst and anger into 4456 South Castlewood Court. Actually, probably should not put my address out on <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But, Send uh, fan mail to. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, whatever. But like, at, like we just bring it all in, so we're just screaming at each other all day. And at the end of the day, it's like, oh, love you. But like, <laughs> it, it's it's like a battle. Like, who's yeah. at the higher footing at all times? That's awesome. I love it. My family's just crazy. I got nothing. I, I Dude, try, it li- literally looks like you've had like a two week party with your brother. Yeah, Trent's family's yeah. like the Brady I mean, bunch. We, we stay up late. We just have fun, goof off. I mean, there's nothing. I, like, my dad, as I said, is not working from home, which means he doesn't have to wake up as early, which means he, stay up, he stays up later, and he's the big perpetuator of, like, let's have a bonfire, let's listen to music and have some drinks and have some fun. Like, so that's why we all do that kind of thing. 
Yeah, different different vibes in this household. <laughs> but I miss East Lansing. I miss East Lansing, and I miss the studio, and I miss you guys, and you know everything. But I'm for, I'm fortunate we're able to still do this. So that's great. Uh, exactly. Um, obviously, again, since we are not able to use the studio, no Facebook lives for the time being, we're trying to get these episodes up as quick as possible. We're having some issues that I don't want to discuss about and air my dirty laundry on here to the public. Um, but we're trying our best. Um, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. You can also like our Facebook page. Just search the Motown Rundown. We're on Twitter as well, at Motown underscore Rundown. Um, okay, so now that our wellness check is complete, we can move into sports. Uh, first piece of sports today, um, obviously not the greatest of news. Uh, Mr. Tiger, Al Kaline, passed away Monday at the age of 85. Um, big. That's like big news in the city of Detroit. I don't know. I mean, I know uh, L.K. Lenz, a Hall of Famer, first ballot, 1980, how are you? Um, I don't know how his impact was felt outside of the city of Detroit, but all I can tell you is when I first saw this thing on Twitter and I told my dad, ruined his day. And Collins said the same thing. Kelly Collins was shook. Dude, dude my dad, my dad literally, first of all, they aired all like that stuff on Pod Sports Detroit. It's like farewell, Mr. Tiger, all that stuff. I watched that with my dad. But like my dad's like, he, he was my hero, like. It, it, my dad was born, I think, in 1959. So he, like, was nine years old when they won the World Series and stuff. And I saw, like, Jack what, – what, what's the guy from uh, Jeff Jeff Daniels, like the big yeah. Tigers fan actor? Dumb and Dumber, like, yeah. He was talking basically about, like, you grew up and you wanted to be number six. And, yeah. that, like, that's, like, the sentiment, like, my dad said. Like, obviously, the only thing I knew about Al Kaline is Kaline's corner and stuff like that. I, I knew he put up big numbers. and was it was like unprecedented for him not to play in the minor leagues, especially in that era, and just basically being picked up from high school and just starting the major leagues is like crazy to even think about. And he won a batting title in his second year. Like think about that. Like that would never happen ever again. Like it, like Bryce Harper like puts up big numbers when he's nineteen or twenty or Trout, but no one's ever gonna win a batting title a year removed from playing high school baseball. Like that's insane. That is but, wild. Some but, of his numbers are just unprecedented, yeah. by the way, too. Yeah. And, and I, I don't necessarily think, like, he's probably has the most longevity and is considered the greatest Tiger and all that stuff. But, like, his, like, it, what I was, like, shocked about was, like, basically, like, all the players now, like, just talking about, like, how much he meant to them. I know he was a special advisor to the Illegis since, like, 2000. But, like... When you see, like, people like Justin Verlander, you see a guy like Grayson Griner, like, go out of it, like, say, so man, you're one of the best people I've ever met, so genuine. Like, like, the, like, you hear small people, like Daniel Norris, basically saying, like, you're not, you weren't the Mr. Tiger because the way you played, it was the way you acted. Like, that, that's what I felt, like, the biggest sentiment about Al Kaline was, is that he was just such a person with a strong character and, like, morals. And that's why it was, like, such a tough loss for the Tigers community. Yeah, you that you literally just like read that off my because I had the same like like obviously Miggy and JV, you know those guys speak their piece and it's like yeah you get it. But then people like Grayson Griner and Daniel Norris, I saw Annabelle Sanchez posted something, it, like he touched everybody who ever came into the clubhouse in Detroit, and that's awesome. And then it, just as far as you know his his play on the field went, it's like. 18 all-star appearances in 19 years like that. I don't even know. I think the only thing seasons. that even 22 seasons. 
Okay, yeah, 22 seasons, 18 all-star appearances. The only thing I can even think of off the top of my head that compares that is, like, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played 20 seasons and made the all-star game, like, I think 19 times, whatever, something like that. But he also had 10 Golden Glove Awards, like 10 – a decade worth of Golden Gloves. That's pretty wild. And, obviously, he won the big one, World Series in 68. So, I, probably the greatest Tiger ever. I don't know. Maybe Ty Cobb, possibly. But, like, it's – if you, when when you, I heard the news, I was shook too. Yeah, it's just I, like I mean, that. He's just he's immortal as yes. far as Detroit sports go. It was shocking because you saw him like a month ago. Like, yeah, like, and all all you ever hear about him is like positive things. There is nothing. There are, there's no dirt. There's no dirty laundry or anything. Like you were just saying, I don't know. Did, it's it's wild. Rabs, did you watch like any of that 1968 game or any of the like special on him? No, I don't – first of all, I was it on Fox Sports? I know there was stuff being yeah. on MLB Network. I don't have MLB Network, but I didn't see any of the games or anything, which I want to do because I think it would be cool to watch baseball back then. Dude. But, I mean, like, I'm sure it was – like, I, it's different times, but even still, like, Al Kaline's career numbers, 3,007 hits. Being a part of that club as it is is tremendous. It's, like, just in itself – 1,583 RBIs. He was a 297 career average hitter, which is outstanding. For 22 years of baseball, dude, to end your career, batting 297 is unreal and 399 home runs. Um, I think the, the thing about Al Kaline, again, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, yeah, Al Kaline was like a huge part of my – Yes, because he wasn't because yeah. he wasn't no. playing. But for, the, for the, the fact that the guy played for the Tigers for 22 years, then he was in the booth till like 02. And since then, like even like to this till his death, he was a special advisor in the front office at 85 years old. Like yeah. that's not not first of all, there's not many guys like that that Detroit gets to, to come around. I'd say like Iserman's a guy who you know, played his whole career here. He's back here. He's kind of fulfilling the prophecy. There are not many guys that in this city that stick around for that long. So as far as iconic figures in Detroit, period, like he's got to be the guy, if not one of the top three. Well, I, I was like watching all that stuff and like the special, he's like, yeah, he basically like said, he's like, I'm basically like Gordie Howe. Like, even if I like didn't, he said, baseball is all I know. Even if I didn't work for the Tigers, I would be at the ballpark. Like, that's just, like, how he was wired. And, like, baseball was all, all he knew. And it, it, it's just, like, pretty interesting to, like, look back. Because I watched, like, the 1968 World Series at like, Game 7 against Bob Gibson. And uh, you had Mickey Lowlich pitching yeah. that game or whatever. But, like, it, it, that is why baseball is awesome. When I watched that game yesterday, I was like, baseball is so great. Because it, it still held up. Like, watching it oh, yeah. on, like, terrible photography, like, Horrible graphics, whatever. You got Harry Carey in the booth calling the game on NBC, and they're throwing it Timeless. down to Ernie Harwell interviewing the boys in the locker room. I'm like, God, this is why I love baseball because like, like these guys, are, like or Ernie Harwell and like Harry Carey and Al Kaline, guys like that, just stick around for like 75 years, and it's such like, a, and it was so beloved back then, and you just like those guys become the fabric of the organization. Like you said, Al Kaline wasn't a big part of my life, but I knew him as immediately as much as, like, I remember. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, like you, you go to Comerica, you're like, oh, Al Kaline's, like, the best Tiger of all time. Even if yeah. I never watched him, that, that you just know that's Mr. Tiger. I'll have to watch – I, I want to watch that, that World Series footage because you're right. Dude, the, the thing – out of the four major sports, baseball's the one to where I feel like if I were to watch baseball back in, like, the 60s now, I'd still be like, I can watch this. Like, hockey, 
hockey 50 years ago was like horrifying to watch because goaltending like almost didn't exist. Football, the game's changed so much, and basketball too. Like basketball, old highlights of basketball, like horrifying. But baseball, like it, it all holds the same. Like hitting a baseball was not easy in the 1920s. Still not easy now. Like they're throwing no. like 10 miles per hour more, but still, if you could hit, you could hit. It's fun to watch. Definitely. I got, I got one more thing I want to add on this, just because when I saw this stat the other day, it blew my mind. And, Rabs, you kind of touched on it. Al Kaline is one of seven players ever. And this is actually crazy. If you really crunch the numbers, you think about this from a baseball standpoint. Like, one of seven players ever to have 3,000 hits and 100 – no, what is it? 3,000 hits and 1,500 RBIs with one yeah. franchise. With one franchise. Like, he did so. all that with one team. Mr. Tiger. Pretty good, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, pretty, not bad, not bad. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I got to start watching that show, too. Curb yeah. unreal. Cheers to LK line. Mr. Mr. Tiger, may he rest in peace. Um, okay, now talking about iconic Detroit figures. We started this game last week. So if you want to go back and review the tape, uh, we started to break down. I don't know. It feels like every single one of us has attacked this in a different light. I have phrased this as most iconic Detroit players by the numbers. Collins wanted to go like his favorite. That's fine. Trent, I don't know which way you wanted to spin it, but last week we did like numbers zero through 10. This week, for the sake of the fact that there's really nothing else to talk about, we're doing numbers 11 through 30. So uh, if you agree, disagree, shoot us some comments on Facebook or Twitter. You can join in next week, too, when we do, like, what, 31 through 40 or 50 or whatever. Um, but without further ado, coming off of 1 through 10 last week, why don't we start with 11? Should we just jump right into it? Jump in. Okay, I'll start with number 11, and Trent will like this one because I could have gone a couple different ways. I went with Isaiah Thomas. There were many ways I could have gone, but I picked – I don't know about duh, dude. Sparky Anderson wore 11. That doesn't count, though. He's like a manager. (laughs) Yeah, well, we said Chuck Daly for two. Yeah, we did say Chuck. Yeah, but (laughs) it's funny. The Chuck Daly thing's funny that they have a number two in the rafters for Chuck Daly. That is kind of funny. Because they always honor, like, broadcasters around the NBA and stuff, and they'll just put, like, a microphone up there or something like that. And for Chuck Daly, they're like, yeah, number two. Number two, just put it up in the right. You didn't even play. Two championships. So yeah, yeah, no, it's great. It's, it's so great. Funny. Anyways, didn't mean to cut you off, Rams. Go for it. No, I, Isaiah Thomas is my guy. I was doing some – I wanted to put Sparky at first. Bill Freehand came to mind too, but I think Isaiah Thomas is the guy at 11. Easy. Well, I'll say this about Isaiah. Like, he, he's obviously the guy at 11, and I think once, like, he started coming around the organization a little bit more – like when I, 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 since I've been a little bit older, because I think since the team's moved downtown and since Doris has owned the team, he's been more a part of it. I, I like, I, I, like, it was kind of like, I, Zaya, like, should have probably had the relationship that Joe Dumars had with the Pistons in the early 2000s. But, like, when I thought about the Bad Boys teams, I thought about, like, Joe Dumars before Isaiah Thomas. And I understand that I was young and I didn't watch any of those. It's just kind of weird that he didn't, like, stick around in a capacity like that because he's probably the Pistons' greatest player of all time. Well, he, he is hands down. But the reason he wasn't was because he was doing all this stuff. Like, he, he helped oh, found he the Raptors. Yeah. Well, he helped found the Raptors. And then he was, like, a coach for a little while for the Pacers. Yeah, too. and then he was and the Knicks. Yeah. not a good guy during the Nets and the Liberty, whatever. But Isaiah Thomas, nasty. Like, in game six – when they lose in 88, is like – actually, game seven, I believe, in 88. The in finals, LA, the ankle game. like arguably my favorite highlight reel to ever watch. That it's is awesome. incredible what he did on one foot. 
Yep, and he couldn't even get a shoe off after the game, as Joe Dumars famously said in the Bad Boys 30 for 30, which is fantastic 30, 30 for 30, by the way. I'm assuming anyone who's listening to this has seen it because they're a Detroit fan. But, look, I won't go into much more in depth on Isaiah Thomas, but obviously two championships, a finals MVP, 12 all-star appearances. Let me say this about Isaiah, too. People look back on him, and he's just completely glossed over. He was six feet tall, and he averaged 14 assists per game one season. Well, like, I, I, the dude like, was incredible. I, I, I just it's... don't. He fought, He slips through the cracks. Like when people talk about the great point guards, they talk about Magic, Steph Curry, Oscar Robertson, and for me, it's like I think Isaiah is number two or like three, two or three. I don't even think I mean, it's debatable. I, but I don't know. I can't like argue in that aspect. But like, I think with like Isaiah, the fact that he like wasn't on the dream team. Like, kind yeah. of didn't solidify his, like, legacy of being one of the better players in the 80s. And he obviously should have been on that team. But, like, no like when you look back at it, like, I think nationally people don't realize, like, the numbers he put up and how good he was. But I don't know. I, he no was one, one of the, the first Pistons. iconic. No one liked the Pistons outside of Detroit. Either. That's the other thing. The Pistons were a very hated team. But Isaiah is probably the most iconic small point guard or small guard on this side of Allen Iverson ever because like obviously like before him there's guys like Nate Archibald and if you're an NBA guy you get into all that but whatever I just yeah 11 is Isaiah for Detroit okay. has to be. okay number 12 my pick I want Red Wings Sid Abel his numbers in the rafters I couldn't some of these numbers in this grouping were tough I had to I had to reach to some outside sources but number 12 the only number that came to mind was Sid Abel because his number is retired by the Red Wings Okay, I'm going to go with another guy who's on the 1968 Detroit Tigers, Jim Price. Nice area. Shout out to Jim Price. (laughs) Color guy for the Detroit Tigers radio forever. I love Jim Price. I think he's hilarious. Like, Dan (laughs) Dickerson is, like, such a pro, and he's so good at his job. Yeah. It's kind of nice to have, like, that hokey, like, homery, like, color guy like Jim (laughs) Price. And, I, I like, nothing will ever get better. The art of pitching, nice area. But the drops on 97-1 of him saying, whoa, like stuff like that. I yeah. love Jim Bryce. And People forget he said that. Guys, like, I, I, like you grow up with your announcers. That's a guy like since day yeah. one, Jim Bryce yep. has been there. Good call. So I actually had him, but I also, just for the sake of argument real quick, I just want to throw out George Yardley. I'm a Pistons historian. This dude was probably the first Pistons star ever. I know we were just talking about, like, how horrible and brutal old basketball highlights are. But he was pretty good. Uh, I know, like, he played for the Fort Wayne Pistons before they were the Detroit Pistons and played a few seasons in Detroit, but whatever. I mean, he was – he won a scoring title, and he was a six-time All-Star. So, just for the sake of, you know, throwing his hat in the ring, I'll do it. George Yardley. Very nice. Number 13 for me, I went back to the wings. Pavel Datsuk. I don't know if this – I – this is, I think, Datsuk, and I, I know Zetterberg will eventually have his number retired. I think between Datsuk and Fedorov you are like two so? guys where you're thinking, do these guys' numbers get retired? I don't know so much about Fedorov. Datsuk you can make a dude, case for because he's the only dude, NHL Fedorov he's ever has played a way for. better case. Well, Fedorov also played other places, too. I know he was, like, actually legendary when he played for the Wings. But the, I, I, I'm a big, like, if you, played for, if you played for one team your entire career and you were really good, like, Datsuk has a cup with the Wings. May have two? Was he on the O2 team? I don't know. Either way. He has two. Um, he does have two. Yeah. Um, but either way, Datsuk's my guy at 13. That, and, again, I'm a big hockey guy, but immediately the way I try to approach this as far as most iconic is, like, when you think this number in this city – what comes to mind for me, it's Datsuk at number 13. 
I'm gonna, I agree with you with Datsuk, and I have a different reason because back in the day when you play like mini sticks and you get when when someone had the O stick, oh stick, yeah, you were oh, so like, yeah. fired up, or like the Reebok like pump skates. Like yeah. I, I think I was out of hockey by then, but like that, like I just remember that about Datsuk, and I love Datsuk just for the Trevor Thompson video where he's just absolutely putting him yeah. in the mixer. Like, yeah. I don't know why Trevor Thompson ever agreed to do that, but that's, like, one of my favorite videos on the internet. That's fun. 13, I got Lance Parrish, catcher for Good the one. Detroit Tigers, 1984. I, mostly because if my father listens to this and I did not pick Lance Parrish, I would probably be kicked out of the house. Lance Parrish so, I'm going to go with that. Lance Parrish, big wheel. Good one. I had There's a couple on here, too, where I'm like, I could go with these guys, but I know I'd get ripped by my family if I didn't put this guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, dude, I thought about Alex Avila. I thought about it. Come on, dude. Iconic. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Uh, number 14 for me. Oh, I'm sticking with the wigs. I went Brendan Shanahan. I couldn't – 14 is another Shanahan. one I couldn't, really, I couldn't really think of a ton of people for. Um, Shanahan, when he was here, uh, was phenomenal. But if you look up, like, greatest Red Wings of all time, I think Shanahan gets put in that top ten pretty, uh, pretty often. I don't know if we agree, disagree with that. But, again, guy that won cups here. over the hump. Bottom line, he did. Yeah, he was a, a huge piece, uh, especially, again, you think of, like, 97 brawl with the abs, Shanahan, uh, Shanahan and Wah, obviously. Um, I thought Shanahan was a pretty good lock at 14. Shanahan, another – like, the wins were so good when I was, like – we were, like, very, very young with, like, yeah. Hall of Famers. Like, they were really good when we were, like, a little bit older, like, when we get into 07, 09, like, 10 and all that. But, like – like, when we were young, they have, like, all these Hall of Famers and stuff. Like, you think of Shanahan and that. I, I, I thought about going there, but since I'm doing, like, my favorite and, like, guys I've watched, Austin Jackson, number 14, Detroit Tigers. Love yeah. me some Ajax. I thought when they traded him for David Price, they lost all chemistry that year. And it, it just, like, they, it, it all went downhill. Do like, you remember that, watching that, that game when he got traded and he got and he he ran from yeah. center field? Wow, Was it against man. the Rays? Yeah, Who's so that against? So. The Rays? The Rays or Seattle? No, 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 wait. I yeah, the Mariners. It was the Mariners, dude. I was, I was shook because I think I might have been – I might have, like, just gotten home from school or something, or I might have actually been in school the watching the game. Oh, okay, so I was at home. But either way, I just remember him running from center field, and they're like, oh, and I'm like, no way. I just watched it happen live. It was sad. Was it was crazy. very sad. It's not even that that it was, like, sad, but, like, because at the time you're like, wow, that's an aggressive trade. Like, let's go. Here we go. Because yeah. like, like you're like, here we go. Like, David Price, one of the best pitchers in baseball, and just, like, didn't really pan out that way. But I, I loved Austin Jackson. He, like, some great moments. The Galarraga, like, no-hitter, made a fantastic – he was a better – like, once, like, we traded Granderson, you're like – Eh, like, are, are, like, why did we really get rid of this young center fielder who's got a pretty good bat? Like, Austin Jackson probably wasn't the hitter that Granderson was in a Tigers uniform or, like, the impact culturally in the city of Detroit. But Austin Jackson is the best center fielder the Tigers defensively have had in my lifetime. I'll give you that. Definitely true. Uh, the, the Austin Jackson, I actually had him on my list until I dug a little deeper and I found <laughs> Jim Bunning played for the Tigers. Uh, pitched, he's got a no-hitter to his name. He led the AL and wins with the Tigers, three-time strikeout leader. I don't know. I, I, but most iconic, like, for me in my lifetime, it's got to be Austin Jackson, for sure. Just because, you know what, like, I'll, obviously I also don't get as into the Red Wings as you guys do, so I can't, like, I can't really speak to that a whole lot. 
But when I thought 14 and I'm doing this list, the first place my mind went was Austin Jackson for sure. All right, moving on to 15. I'm going back to the Pistons here. The microwave, Vinny Johnson, how are you? Has to be. Has to be. Well, uh, I hate to break it to you guys. I had someone else. I love Vinny Johnson. I I went to a ton of Pistons games growing up like five minutes away from the Palace. So I I have like – I used to get all those like – like the first 500 kids that come get these jerseys. And for some yeah. reason, every year they did Vinnie Johnson. And I had like four Vinnie Johnson, like reversible Pistons jerseys. They were legendary. Shout out to Microwave. And I had a sweet bobblehead of Vinnie Johnson. But I'm actually going a different direction. I'm going to go with Paul Woods. Shout out to Paul Woods. Detroit dude, Red Wings. Dude. Color guy on the radio with Ken Cow. I love Paul Woods. I love – like I, I just love how Ken Cow is like so fast and he goes – well, you know, you had to go in the tough areas there, Ken, and uh, the boys are really going. And uh, yeah, let's see how they go in the second period. Yeah, the uh, Red Wings uh, get the puck in uh, deep, and you got to get the uh, – I do. Paul Woods sometimes is asinine to listen to. Like, <laughs> no, it, it's it, great. It is – it sometimes, dude, you it enjoy is it, so though. tough. I know. I, dude, he, Paul Woods is, is so adorable. Like, he's like one of those old guys that if you see him in person – like, I saw him a couple times when I was working Red Wings games uh, this past year with Olympia, but he is so adorable to look at in person. No, I just love – I love just, like, through and through, they, like, live the game. They they, they, yeah. like, they play – they somehow played in the 50s and they're, like, still broadcasting or something. Like, I love that. Shout out Paul Woods. Good one. I, I, I think got – Vinny's hard to – I mean – no, Vinny, I mean, this is my <laughs> favorites, guys. Come on. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. You know what? I was going to say this before we started. I think the way we're doing this is good because it adds more conversation. as Because, po- like, a lot of these are givens. If you're just going to do, like, like, the best number 11, yeah, it's Isaiah Thomas. Like, when we get to 20, spoiler alert, it's Barry Sanders. Like, yeah. you know, it's just, like, I don't know. It's, it adds more to the conversation. But I had Vinny as well. If you just look at his career accolades, there's nothing. There's two rings, and his jersey's retired with the Pistons. So, like, I, I think so it's like – it's so it's, funny that it's true. Yeah, well, look, I, I'm sure if you, if you asked any of those guys on that team, like they would probably all t- – <laughs> as, as Rabinowitz flashes a Reggie Jackson bobblehead in front of the camera, the very goat. sacrilegious of you. Just kidding. <laughs> Whatever. But, but Vinny Johnson, like that three-guard rotation with Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars, I think was probably the biggest key to the Detroit championship other than, other than the back-to-back championships for the bad boys, other than the defense. But, like, he hit the shot, the game-winning shot in game five against the Trailblazers in 1990 NBA Finals to give the Pistons the ring. Obviously, that was a five-game series, so you can't necessarily say if that shot doesn't go in, the Pistons don't win it that year. But, like, you know, big shots, big time. Players love them. The, the microwave. The nickname of all time, the microwave. Yeah, yeah I know. so <laughs> sick. He, no, my little brother no. wore number 15 because of Vinnie Johnson. When he played basketball. Wild, but yeah, the microwave yeah. is probably a top like two nickname in sports. Like, yeah, it's up is, there. Yeah. It's up like, there. The fact that George Blaha calls him the world famous microwave. Are you kidding <laughs> me? Like, that's unbelievable. Yeah. I know. <laughs> okay, sixteen. Now this is probably one we're gonna have some debate over. Sixteen for me again. I'm trying to think when I think of the number sixteen. When I think of Detroit sports, my first guy that came to mind, Vladimir Konstantinov. I think yeah, that dude, I think I, a lot I of people too would say to watch that. Him. I know, dude, because and again, I I obviously again, as you said, not old enough to watch him. But you watch highlights and you just hear about like that Red Wings team from like your parents and your uncles and whatnot. Like he was a maniac, like on defense. He used to just murder people, I guess. 
Yeah, which is just like, that'd be so fun to watch. But I think before, again, not speaking as someone who's only been able to watch highlights and hear stories, before his obviously tragically horrific incident was a phenomenal shutdown defenseman for the Wings. Obviously a big part of the story moving forward is they won more cups in the like 02 and whatnot. And whatever that whole timeline, I don't know, was it a 97-98 thing or a 02-03 type deal? I have no I, – that's, like, one of those things that, like, gets foggy with me, like, when that actually, like, happened. And yeah. when they have, like, the, the little patch on the on the right side of the jersey. But, like, Konstantinov nasty. Like, I, I like I think, like, it's sick when I see Konstantinov jerseys, like, still oh, yeah. to this oh, day. Yeah. Like, and, and people are like, yeah, dude, he was going to be better than Lidstrom. Like, people might say that. That's, like, crazy to even think about. I know. That's scary. Like, he probably wasn't going to be, but the fact that people even have that thought in their mind – is crazy to me, but uh, I, I, I'm gonna go with Konstantinov too because he was so set. I don't know what NHL they did like a throwback type of thing in it, but he was in it and he was nasty. Shout out Vladimir Konstantinov. Oh, sorry, sorry, I was good man. Sorry, good man. But as a kid who loved the Pistons growing up, the first place my mind went was Bob Lanier. Looked yep. a little bit. Uh, Hal, Hal Newhouser. Hal Newhauser for the Tigers. Um, he won two AL MVPs with the Tigers. That's pretty crazy. Like he's if you a think about statue too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Newhauser yeah. is a sick statue. And that's the only reason I knew who he was, to be honest with you. Like I don't. And then I obviously I'm looking through and you know and and this dude was just dominant. Like if if someone on the Tigers these days won back to back MVPs, I mean he would be the. I don't care what number he's wearing. It's got to be the most iconic, right? So I don't. I don't know. That's just kind of where my thought process is. Dude, it's, it's funny because, like, the, the Tigers, as far as the Tigers of people that have their number retired from the Tigers, I feel like they're very, very old players. So it's funny. Like, I'll, like when I was talking, to, I had this group chat with my dad, my two uncles, and, and my second cousin who, like, grew up with my dad and my uncles. But we were talking about these numbers, and I was, and my dad, I think, out of nowhere was like – or it might have been my, one of my uncles. I don't know. But he was like, number five's got to be Greenberg, can't be Lindstrom. I'm like, you're crazy. When anyone thinks five in Detroit, they think Lindstrom. But there is that – like, there's a significant generational gap between – like, specifically with the Tigers. Because the Tigers yeah. haven't been, like, incredibly successful as far as winning championships since, like, obviously the 80s and, like, the 60s dude, before that. People loved the – people loved baseball, like, back yeah. in the day. Like, baseball has fumbled the bag so much in the last, like, 30 years that it's, like, not the national game that it should be, and it's just a regional sport. But, like, when the Tigers are good, like, baseball is my favorite sport. Like, it's not, it's not even close. Dude, I was saying the other close. day, you're, you're, you're hearing all this stuff about, like, the golf starting to get rescheduled. You're starting to hear, like, NBA, NHL, like, they might not finish the season. If there's one sport I need, it's baseball. Like, when it's nice outside, I've been throwing – I threw the baseball around with my brother the last two days. My elbow's killing me right now. I got probably got tendonitis again. I cannot wait for baseball. I don't care. Play it in Arizona. I don't play four inning games. Don't care. Need it. Bad. I, it, the thing about it, it'll be – I think it will stink when it's in Arizona because I, I like, like, the whole opening in, like, first month of the season and that aspect. But, like, I don't know. Baseball's awesome. I love baseball. Okay. We're going to 17? Yeah. 17, another tough one, but again, when I when I boiled down to it, the only guy I could think of, and I think he deserves to be there, back at the Red Wings, Brett Hall. Dude, I, this was a tough one. I went between Hall and Dallas Drake. Shout out Dallas Drake. Dallas Drake. Okay, so Dallas Drake got to be a guy that was like one of your favorites. Dude, that's no, no, a name. It, 
That's Dallas Drake's a guy where it's like I know he played for the Red Wings for a couple of years. You could you could tell me that Dallas Drake played in 02 or twenty twelve. I'd believe you either way. Dude, I'm pretty. Wasn't Dallas Drake like the second guy to like get the cup from Lidstrom? Was he really? It was like something really? weird like that. Like it was like ridiculous. I was like, this is come on, guys. I get he's been in the league a long time, but like settle down. Dallas Drake doesn't need to cup this early into the go around. Whatever. Uh, yeah, Brett Hall. Thank you, Collins. Um, I, I'm sorry. I just, I, I didn't. I, I'd probably agree with you. I don't know. There's a dude named Frank Larry who played for the Tigers in the '50s and '60s. Danny McLeod too. So I, one, I got one him. MVP as a pitcher. People forget that. Yeah, Tony Snell. Final answer. Gee, it's okay. Fair. Fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Lockdown. Uh, moving on. Tony Snell. <laughs> moving on to 18. This is a guy that Collins mentioned last week. Again, 18. Couldn't think of anyone besides Brian my guy Bond. here with the, the, greatest, the greatest visor of all time, Kirk Malkin in 18. Dude, his visor was insane. It was like – Dantuk had the same one too, that little like aviator cut at the bottom. I loved so it. I, I put it on all my guys in chow. Like I put it on all my like my my players. I was like, you know what? I like this. I like the curve vibes. Dude, that is a the the half like the straight up half shield aviator is a gritty move. Gritty. I, I'll agree with you. I'll go with Kurt Malpe. I my buddy Rob, like his parents are really big Wins fans, and they had uh, season tickets forever. Like I went to the last game at the Joe with them. But the funniest thing ever is that for some reason, like his mom's favorite player is Kurt Malpe. Out of like all the years, that's just her favorite yeah, play. Nice third line, nice third yeah. line checking forward career. Yeah, so Brian, shout out Brian line. <laughs> um, I seriously could not think of an eighteen, so I will just we can roll to the next one. You know who I actually thought of, Matt Tuiasopo, but that oh. name is not. <laughs> that's your guy. That's your list. guy. That can't that's, be yeah. on this list with all these other dudes. So we're just. Dude, we he was the uh, he was the random Tigers left fielder, like there for like. Six years in a row, the Tigers has had a random, like, fourth outfielder that they got, yeah. like, out of nowhere that they just had on their roster. Like, Tui Asasoko yeah. was that guy for that year. Yeah, dude. Unreal. I mean – And he would hit, like – what he would bat, like, 220, but he would hit, like, a moonshot every, like, yeah. like 100 <laughs> yeah. at-bats. It was either, wow, that, it was that either, that either a home run or a strikeout. Home run or a strikeout with Tui Asasoko. I, this is so weird. I think I'm like thinking, oh, 18, okay, and I can't think of anything. I'm thinking like Chris, Chris Durham for the Lions. Remember him? Like that's the kind of stuff going through my mind. I'm like, oh, okay. Anywho, 19's um, obvious. If you guys 19, want to do your, if you guys want to yeah. do your tributes, go for it. Well, yeah. 19 is my is my favorite hockey player of all time. My favorite Red Wing of all time, and potentially favorite athlete of all time, and Steve Eiserman. I think this. So when we're all said and done with this. I think we should all pick one player in number in debate over who is the most iconic to ever. Because I'm like, dude, because you can argue dude, when you well, think I most iconic. Think it's, it's how It's Gordy Howe. Like, well, I, it could, you could argue how You could argue Eiserman. You could argue Barry Sanders. Like, there's you could go many different ways with it. Well, like, I throw Eiserman's hat in the ring. Dude, I, there's different – like, it's different eras. So, I don't really, like, want to have this argument. But, like, nationally, it's Gordy Howe. That's why. Okay, I'll give you but, that. But, but like, Steve Eisman, uh, and I don't have like some bitch feel about Steve Eisman. When I was playing hockey, when I was younger, he was my favorite player. Like everyone, little kid in like Metro Detroit or Detroit area, I had a Steve Eisman birthday cake when I was four years old. So shout out to Steve Eisman. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's and the one. I that's the one Trent can piggyback on. 
Well, of course, when I said you guys can do your tributes, that was not meant to be like, like yeah. disrespectful. Like I, I'm just, I'm just saying, like I can't do it justice if I tried. <laughs> so obviously, it's Steve Eiserman. Like it's not even close. Who's next? Like Steve Kenny Galladay, Annabelle yeah. Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, Kenny. Yeah, Annabelle. But um, yeah, I don't know. Steve next Watt. one, next one, obviously isn't is an easy one too. Number twenty, Barry Sanders. I'd have to imagine everyone can jump on that train. Yep, Barry, uh, definitely no Barry. But uh, honorable mention, second place, Mickey Redman. My favorite. Uh, dude, Mickey Redman is the biggest homer, I think. In He's great, television. dude. Mickey is great. I love listening to Mickey. Dude, I love it. Ken Daniels is fantastic. And then you get, like, Mickey in the mix. He's like, oh, back in my day, they wouldn't call that a slashing. And I'm like, you Holy know what, jumping. Mickey, that was a weak call. Like, you know what, Holy like, that jumping. was a weak. So shout out Mickey. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Barry, okay. obviously. Barry Sanders is the coolest Detroit athlete of all time. I would yeah, say he's, so, too. he's smooth. I'm glad the Lions finally decided to, like, actually reach out and be like, hey, we kind of need you to stick around because, like, you might be the only Lion of all time that anyone, like, knows. They got to stop putting him in the booth. Yeah, he's too quiet. He doesn't do a good job. It's so like, awkward it's, all the time. It's, it's, he seems like he doesn't want to be there. Stop putting him in the booth. Like, he's bad at it. I'm so, I love Barry, but, like, come on. Yeah, some guys aren't cut out for it. Have you seen the, vid- the pictures of him, like, his rookie season with the real live Lions? Yeah, that is like badass. I'm like, I need a picture dude, of Matt Tiger King. I need no, 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 not that dude. That dude is lost. His, are you guys watching that? By the way, no, I, I, I refuse it. to watch it. Too you finished it. I watched it two you, episodes. It makes you and dumber. It makes you stupid. I am so far out on that show. Yeah, but any anywho, I need a picture of Matt Stafford, Kenny Galladay, and Trey Flowers with a live lion right now. Get, like, dude, I need, I need Trey Flowers. I need it. Well, you I gotta know, I, include someone on defense. We don't have Slay anymore. We want, I need Desmond Trufant and a lion right now. I could argue the Barry Sanders jersey is probably like the best jersey in Detroit history too. Like we can have that argument for another day, but like I think the Wings arguably have the best jerseys. Like I don't think that's a question either. But like, I would agree. Coolest jersey is like if you have a Barry Sanders home Honolulu blue one. It's pretty. Yeah. Sick. Awesome. Okay, number 21, we're probably back into it here as far as having mixed opinions. I went with a piston here, Dave Bings, my guy at 21, Trent. Syracuse University. Yeah, Mayor I don't know of much Detroit about Dave well. Bing at all. Don't know much Mayor about Dave Mayor of Detroit. Uh, he was, wasn't he? Yep. No, I, 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 my dad always said he was sick. Like, he was just like, nah, he was like, like the best player the Pistons ever had for a really long really? time. Until they, I, I don't know if he was before or he played with Lanier, but he was like – He played with him. Yeah, they, they were really good, I guess. Uh, 21 for me. I'm going to go with Dave Bin, too. Because growing up as a Pistons fan, like you actually kind of heard stuff about Dave Bin when you saw highlights. So I'll go with Dave Bin. It was hard to not pick Reggie Bush there. But it was, it was hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or that would Boy be Devereaux. Shout out Red Wings. Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah. Fear Amir. My number 21 is uh, George Cal. Um, you know, I, I played for played for the Tigers, and my uh, my uncle has a little bobblehead, and that's why that's why I knew that he wore number twenty one. So all growing up, it's just been like, oh, it's, this this is a Tigers legend. He wears number twenty one. Cool, but yeah, I don't know. Like obviously, as a big Pistons guy too, Dave Bing's always been a name that you just know because you've never seen any other Piston ever wear that number. So. Uh, number 22, another guy, prime example of a guy who you grow up and you just hear about him being a legend, but you never saw him play, don't know nothing about him, Bobby Lane. Lion. Bad pick. Horrible pick. How? Yeah. The, fact that, the, the, the fact that you just did not pick Tayshaun Prince 
is a, a indictment on your character. <laughs> and uh, I just, I, I dude, but there's not, there's not many that. lions. There's not many lions players that go down as being like iconic. When you hear about the lineage of the lions, part of that story is always Bobby Lane, number 22. Always. Yeah, because they messed it up and he got traded and there's a curse about him. That's a exactly. So it's, it's, it's how much more iconic is a whole curse about you? No, I, no. Guess what? Tayshawn Prince, number twenty-two. You know what? That started the, the, the on the whole, team. Twenty-two the whole for you. At Reggie Miller. The fact that he had the sickest thing ever when he used to store at the palace. The palace, like, palace Prince. Prince. That was my. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was great. Shout out Tayshawn Prince. Love Tayshawn Prince. Has Collins, to, I am rocking. Rocking with Tayshawn the whole time. I know Ravs is probably going to get on me because I picked Dutch Clark. I didn't pick Bobby Lane. <laughs> Whatever. Tayshawn Prince, listen, and, and like, if Vinny Johnson's number is retired with the Pistons, Tayshawn Prince needs his number no, retired. Stop. Yes, he does. No, he he spent 12 seasons in Detroit. He, obviously, he didn't He's have any success. He's the player on his team at all times. What was Vinny? <laughs> exactly, exactly. What was, what was Vinny? I, I mean, I. Sixth. I think it's different since the fact like he was like they won two titles too. Okay, and he that's also true. Also had a big part of winning. Like I don't know. Obviously, you'd rather have two titles, but like the Tayshawn Prince's Pistons teams, I would rather I, they weren't his teams, but I, they all should be, in my opinion. I they were nah. a unit. It's they yeah, were the a Pistons unit. Retire numbers willy nilly. Yeah, I, no, they kind, it's they out of kind control. Of like like zero, I think wait till zeros up there. Wait till I zeros think, up there. Like. Chauncey and Ben, like, you could ra- – like, I, I would have just done Chauncey, but, like, I can rationalize Ben being up there because he was, like, the heart and soul of that championship team. But, yeah, like, no, dude, then, Ben has to be up there. And then they put, like, Rip there. I was like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, do whatever you want. I mean. <laughs> I, okay. I, that, but that's what I mean. You get what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to do Rip, then you got to just complete it, yeah, dude. You got to put Tayshawn like, and Rip. Head and shoulders better than, like, Tayshawn. Everyone – like, Tayshawn was a role Okay. Player. Okay, here's the other thing, though. Tayshawn played 12 seasons. Like, four years in Detroit, five years in Detroit. I don't care. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, they do. Someone cares. I don't know. Okay. But, yeah, I agree with you. At the end of the day, I got Tayshawn, 22. Okay, number 23, shout-out Uncle David, his favorite player, maybe in Detroit history, uh, Willie Horton, 23. Gibby. Give me Yeah, I got, I got Gibby, That's too. number two. It, Easy it number was two. Either it was either Willie Horton or Kurt Gibson for me, and then obviously the Spartan in me just was like, okay, Gibson. Yep. Got him. Mission Easy, State two. Spartan. My dad Willie's got a statue, though. Willie does have a statue out there. Willie does have a statue. My, but... dad was, like, my dad always tells me the story about how Kurt Gibson hit a home run onto, like, the like the dorms, like, over Michigan State's field. It was, like, 550 feet with a metal bat. Like, he, like – my dad always tells that story, and he tells how he's at the fastest wide receiver in the country, like at Michigan State. So I got to go with Kirk Gibson. Also, yeah, dude, most, that's I- sick. most iconic home run in Detroit sports history. I was going to say yeah. that. And Madley, one of the most iconic pictures ever, too, is the 84, him with his arms. Yeah, out. dude, his hair looks For so Detroit. Bad, I mean, for the, yeah, this is a tough look. But yeah, Gibby. All right, number 24 here, staying with the Tigers for me, Miggy. Yeah, has to be, has to be, right? Triple crown winner, MVP of the league. You could probably the, throw Bob. You could probably throw Bob Probert in there too. Yeah, if I was like, if I feel like if you were alive and a Wins fan during that time period, you're like, dude, Proby, like that was our guy. Like we yeah. loved, it. like he just used to dummy people. But it, Miggy, 
best Detroit Tiger I think to ever play on the Tigers. Like, yeah, I, you can like the whole longevity thing, whatever. But like at his peak, I think he's the best player to ever play on the Tigers, yeah. and one of the best right-handed hitters of all time. So my I think favorite, he's the best right-handed hitter ever. My favorite thing to do every single offseason, like leading into the regular season for the Tigers, going, Miggy looks good. He's looking thin. <laughs> you just you, you talk yourself time, into he's gonna hit he's gonna hit three twenty with forty homers and like hundred and ten RBIs. You talk yourself into that every year. Then he's like hurt come week two. Dude, when he was like when he won a triple the year before he won the triple crown, I think he had a better batting average or something. He was like those two or three years. He, when he was healthy, like he didn't have knee issues and his weight wasn't an issue, he was raking, raking. Yeah, he, I, Miggy, people, like, obviously now the contract, like, people always talk about the contract and how his production went off. People forget, like, he, when, there was nobody actually better in baseball. Yeah, he is, but I'm saying there's actually nobody better in baseball when Miggy was in his prime. They they had back-to-back MVPs, like, they had to pay him. Yeah, whatever. They had to pay him, and they yeah, did. Yeah, and now I mean, you, you yeah. face the repercussions. But at the time, like you said, Urban was probably not a better player in baseball than Miguel Cabrera when he got his money. So you live with it. Yep. Uh, okay, number 25 now. Back to the wings for me, Darren McCarty. Dude, it has to be DMAC. Shout out DMAC. I'm sure Trent's got someone different. Let's hear from Trent. Oh. I have Norm Cash. Sorry. I guess just, you know, dude, how, okay, but don't okay, Trent. Level with me here. You had to look up twenty five, didn't you, or did you just know Norm Cash was twenty five? I knew Norm Cash was twenty five. He's a Tigers legend. I was I say, you haven't had a single Red Wing besides Eiserman. That was the easiest. Well, hold one. on, wait till we get to thirty, which you guys will oh, probably okay. disagree with me on. You guys will probably pick Maglio or Donias, but I got. Well, hold on, just just okay. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. Well, Collins is on my on my McCarty train. I appreciate that. Go hey, you know what? That's probably the right answer. If you guys are getting that fired up with me, I'm sure it's the right answer. D- Dude, on, they man. cannot they cannot get D Mac away from the organization. He's like he's like the default. Like, hey, we need a guy at Meyer on Big Beaver and whatever. Can you get out there? He's like, yeah, I'm there Dude, every you single time. Cut D Mac a break. He went bankrupt. Let's move on. Let's not be that part of his life. <laughs> All right, number twenty six. Another guy that's still around the Red Wings organization. This was a tough one. 26, 27, 28. I pan. I want Joe Kosher at number twenty-six. Dude, come on, Chris Shelton, number twenty-six. Tigers. All right. Him. Well, that's uh, that's best October I mean. of all time. I had his jersey. I wore it for years after. It was one of the worst purchases I've ever made in my entire life. Just because he hit like twelve home runs in October, I had this guy's shirt that I used to wear to school <laughs> every third day because I loved the Tigers. And it was a Chris Shelton. Shout out, Big Red, Chris Shelton, number twenty-six. <laughs> Mac legend Lewis Delmas. <laughs> that's the oh only one I can God, think of. Miami, the only one I can think Michigan. of. I'm sorry. That's not bad. I don't hate Louis Delmas. He, just, he, he was good. He was good. He's yeah. all right. Yeah, he just got hurt. I seriously, I cannot think of another 26. Yeah. That I, like I, Hernan Perez, I think, was 26. Was oh, God. Dude, I hated Hernan Perez. <laughs> Hernan Perez, yeah. Yeah, unreal. and then like CJ Anderson last year. That was awesome. Yeah, I don't know. All right, 27. This was one, again, I had absolute – like, I eventually thought of Joe Kosher. I eventually thought of one for 28, which I struggled with, too. 27, had no idea. My dad gave me this one. Frank Mahovlich, he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I think yeah, I think the NHL kidding? also named him this year one of, like, the top 100 players in NHL history. So, there you go. Play for the Wings for, like, five years. That's it. 
Are you kidding me? Johnny Peralta. It's a, that's a layup. Okay, but dude, I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of. Obviously, you're going a different way, but I'm thinking of iconic guys. Maybe because no one really wore 27. Peralta's the guy. Jay Hani. Jahani, no, yeah, Jay Hani, Jahani, whatever you call them. Johnny Peralta, greatest spelling of the word Johnny of all time. The fact I loved when he got busted for steroids, and like yeah, we were like really. <laughs> yeah, and they like had he was raking that year. Like he was raking. And he was never a great shortstop and stuff. Like, he literally could never move. And people, old, like, old people are like, hey, does the position right? But he, like, never made errors when it was hit to him. So he, he didn't have, like, much range. But Johnny Peralta, shout out. I love a good steroid user who rakes. Shout out Johnny Peralta. <laughs> Johnny Peralta had massive cheeks, too. People forget. Oh, yeah. had bigger cheeks. Dude, I, looking back, I can't believe I didn't say Polanco for 14. <laughs> that's tough hey. Placido was dude the guy was a hit over the second baseman every play okay I, I got, got told that he'd wear the hood under the helmet dude he <laughs> and he, he looked so like his ears looked so cold I'm like are you all right Placido <laughs> no the, the video of Mag's home run and he's like jumping yeah. up and down like this like yeah it's, it's fantastic but I and he's got the hood on and everything 27 for me, first place my mind went is where I stayed, Glover Quinn. I couldn't think of a better one. Like, he led the That's league in bad. interceptions. He led the league in interceptions one time. Not you see bad. what happened when the Lions got rid of him. It was a fucking Glover disaster. Quinn, Glover Quinn was arguably, like, one of the most underrated Lions in the last, like, 15 years. Yeah, he yeah, deserved better. He deserved better he got. He deserved better. Second team All-Pro one season. Like, he, he was pretty good. Pretty good with the Lions. Dude, tw- 28's tough. I don't. I see. I don't. I don't think it's that hard. Who do you have then, Trent? No, we don't need to go. It it took me a second. It took me a second. I think Trent and I have the same guy. One of my favorite Tigers of all time, Curtis Granderson. Prince Fielder. Prince Fielder. Come on, dude. That's uh, that's unexcusable. Trent, that's unexcusable. Prince Fielder over Curtis Granderson. You guys have to remember. The best thing. Younger than you. The I best thing that Prince Fielder, the best thing that Prince Fielder ever did for the Tigers was get us Ian Kinsler. Dude, stop. <laughs> Prince Fielder was very good his first year in the Detroit Tigers uniform. You and have to remember a couple things. I think you got to remember a couple things here. I am younger, a little bit younger than you guys. Not obviously, barely, though. Listen, listen. Obviously, you're, you're I remember. Younger. I remember Curtis Granderson, but like. When I really started getting locked into the Tigers, they play 162 freaking games a year. Like, when I started watching all their games in the summer, Prince, that was the year that, like, Prince Fielder and Miggy were hitting third and fourth, and it was so exciting, and I loved it. I don't know. I actually thought of J.D. Martinez, too. And I was going to say Curtis, that. We didn't Curtis even think J.D. I would say Prince Fielder, most surprising free agent signing in my lifetime. I'm yeah, never forget like, my brother. Whoa, yeah, yeah. My brother texted me and was like, What? We weren't even, like they were. No one was even like considering that. That was wild. I was fired up after that. After go Grandy, when he robbed that home run against Grady Sizemore, I I've that's like something that's ingrained in my mind as being like one of like my greatest memories as like a sports fan. And I understand it's like a regular season game, but it was like to win a game. Basically, he robbed a home run. It was so yeah. sick. It's Grandy, gone. No, uh, it's dude, not. I I love Grandy. Grandy yeah, was great. I, I was heartbroken. No, and, and I will say this. I will say this about Curtis Grandy. Grandy really was quick. everybody's tiger, which I well, never I, really I, got. I, I shared I a room with Grandy, my brother. He wasn't my tiger. I was, I've always been a JV guy. But, like, 
I shared a room growing up with my brother Brock, and he had a fat head of Curtis Granderson on our wall. So, dude, like in, wall, my, in my room, there was a life-size nice Curtis guy. Granderson my entire childhood. So I will, I will say that. I probably should have said to him. I just, I, I think of Prince dude, first when I think of no, Twenty Eight. I think JD's an acceptable answer too. I they, love they are. JD. JD, right? When he came back for the Chris Sale, and he I hit was that there, run, called it. Was there and called it, dude. I've never been more fired up in my entire life. I just, I was, when I was there, I just remember the I was sitting in the upper like deck. The next day, too. Maybe, but I just, the next, or when I was at the game, I remember because he was out for like a month or so with an elbow injury, and I was sitting so I couldn't see into the on deck circle, but you just heard hustling by Rick Ross come on, and you're like, oh shit. And he walked up to the plate, and the Tigers were losing like one nothing or something, or something no, like that. No, it was one to one. Oh, but I remember being like, this, like, I'm like, I don't care. Like, he's going to hit a ball out here. I didn't like, but then first, first pitch, pitch absolutely moonshot. I, uh, I was like breaking things in my house. It was unreal. I remember when JD got traded, I was, I was so upset. I wore the JD jersey the next day to class at Michigan State. I was so upset I really when he care. got traded. I mean, you, you knew he was gone. Yeah, but I loved him. Um, 29. Right, 29, 29, Mickey Lolich. That's who I got to. Don't know a lot about him. I just know he's a legend. I looked this I had, up. And that's, I had that's Mike I Vernon. I, I put down Mike Vernon at first, then I backtracked and was like, probably should confirm that Mickey Lowlich is also number 29. And then once I did it, I was like, okay. Mickey, that's Again, that's one where like you could get into fist fights with people if you don't put Mickey Lowlich down for that one. Vernon was the one who fought uh, Wow, right? Yeah, he eventually came in and cleaned up. He landed a good one. He cut him open. Yeah, so shout out Vernon. I'm going to take him. All right. Legendary. Number 30 to wrap up our most iconic slash Ryan Collins' favorite Detroit players by the numbers. Uh, number 11 through 30. Number 30 for me, Ozzy. Chris Osgood, I think Trent has Terrible him too. I had pick. Osgood as well. Listen, Collins, Horrible before you pick. go, I got to say this. Not really a hockey guy. Something that's always kept me in the mix is I was, a, I was always a goalie growing up, right? Many six, goalie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I played soccer for a year. I was a goalie in high school. Ozzy, great nickname. So that's one. Chris Osgood, fantastic. Yeah. The most inexcusable I, mask ever. Dude, it, it, I'm mad, Leo. It's not, it's not even close either. Yes, it is. Uh, dude, it's, it's not. Know, it's, dude, it's, dude mad Leo before, before mad Leo messed up his knee, he was the best player the Tigers had for, like, since, like, I can't even, like, that, like, since those, like, 84, like, Tram and, like, Whitaker teams, mad Leo was their deal. Like, it wasn't the fact that he just hit a home run to send him to the World Series. He was nasty. Like, he was so good. And then he messed up his knee, and he really wasn't the same. And, and I, But, like, Manlio was so nice. Fair. I'll give you, man. I'm not going to fight fair. you on Maglio. No, I don't think it's a bad pick. I just – I don't know. And Especially Maglio's me hair? as a Tigers guy. I just, Dude, I don't Maglio's know. hair? Come on. Yeah. Maglio's like un- – Ozzy's like, mask. Not necessary diving catches in right field. Are you kidding me? It's got to be mad, Leo. Well, well right. we will agree to disagree, I guess. But that is 11 through 30 for us. What do we do next week? Should we do 31 through 50? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, we could probably do – I don't know. It depends if there's any news. If not, I was going to we'll say, yeah. we we're probably going to wait to see if there's any news in the we'll figure ever it out. But changing sports This world. stuff's fun. I like that. that. That was fun. This is good stuff. Good content for the people. Hopefully they enjoy it. Uh, yeah. You agree, disagree, let us know. Holler at us. But – 
uh, as we move on now from that, of course, to end the show every week, we do do our, our doo-doo. We do do our Who Am I segment. Uh, the leaderboard here, uh, Ryan Collins and myself are tied at 5-1. and one. Trent Bailey up the rear here, 3-3, three and three, still fighting. But today, Trent, you are organizing the Who Am I for us. So whenever you're ready, take it away. Yeah, don't really get a chance to gain any ground here today as I am at okay, 500. Okay, always next The week. good news is I can stay at 500 for another week. So <laughs> let's get rolling. Um, here's my who am I this week. I got 12 clues. If you really can't get it, I got four more. But if I go there, I know Collins will get it, and I'm pretty sure you'll get it as well from Benowitz. So let's just do it. Clue number one, I played nine seasons in my career. Okay. Clue total? number two, just nine total seasons, seasons total. Nine seasons okay. total. Yikes. Clue number two, Football I played player. for four teams in my career, not counting one practice squad team. So, like, you made the practice squad on one team, but, like, never really played. Okay. For okay? Four teams okay. in nine years. Number three, I was a highly recruited basketball and football star out of Southfield Lathrop High School in Michigan. Hmm. Talents knows it already. Yeah. Uh. Clue number four. I was drafted in the second round of the 2008 NFL draft by an AFC team. Clue number five. I started one game my rookie season with aforementioned AFC team due to an injury to a future Detroit Lion, though I would not play with him in Detroit. This is tough. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta put it together. Collins, do you know close. already? Keep it together. No, I don't. I'm trying to think of people from Southfield. <sighs> Me too. So, clue number six: the AFC team I was drafted by is the Tennessee Titans. This clue number seven. What? Clue number. Wait, what? Collins, you got questions? Or no, you no, I, no, no. I have no idea who this is. Keep on drawing. Clue number seven: the aforementioned future lion I played with. Was Kyle Van and Bosch? Wait, wait, wait. So he, how? What's his relation to Van and Bosch? He replaced he, them. He, he, no, he played, played with them. He played with Van and Bosch in Tennessee, but not in Detroit. He's, I'm just trying to. I'm just. But, I'm wait, to give but, you the timeline for when this guy. But played. didn't you say? But I'm saying, did you say that he filled in for Van and Bosch when he was hurt for the Titans? Yes. No. Let me let me let me read, let me read the clue one more time. It's a little confusing. Yes. Thank I you. started. I started one game in my rookie season. Due to an injury to a future Detroit Lion, though I did not play with him in Detroit. So, yes, okay. Kyle Vanabosch got hurt for a game. But I thought he was a defensive back. He didn't say that. I didn't say anything about that. Not yet. So, right, keep going. Clue number eight. After four seasons in Tennessee, I signed a one-year deal with the Seattle Seahawks. And clue number nine, in 2013, I signed my three-year deal with the Detroit Lions, which I would play out. So three seasons with Detroit, all right? Clue number Starting 10. Third, okay, okay. Clue number 10, I played out my contract with Detroit and played 34 games in three years. Little, little injury history there. If you do the math, I don't know if you can tell. Clue number 11, in 2014, I recorded five sacks playing alongside the Dominic Sue and Nick Fairley on the second best defense in the NFL. Ooh. And clue number 12, after Detroit, I spent one season with the Miami Dolphins as my last season on an NFL 53-man roster. Oh. He made the Saints practice squad the following season, but did not play for the Saints. Wait, wait, the wait. Game. Oh, no. So he played 
did he play for the Bears after the Lions? No, Dolphins. Okay. Were you just thinking of Willie Young? Yeah. <laughs> that's so. That's a great. Do I, I do? You, do your four more clues include what college you went to? Yes, yes. That's why I don't want to say because I know you'll get it. But I can, I can go there if you want me to. Yeah, I need them. Zero clue. Zero clue. Okay, okay. All right. Clue number thirteen. I went to college in the Midwest. Clue number yeah, fourteen. He's from Michigan. I got four more. Just settle down. Settle okay. down. My school's colors were green and white. Clue number 15. I went to college in Michigan. Clue number 16. Clue number 16. I was first team all Mac in 2007. Dude, I have no idea who this guy is. This guy went to Eastern. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. Go Eagles. Uh, I don't know. Which did he have in 2013? He went to Eastern. Uh, in 2014, I recorded five sacks. That's all. That's the only stat I got. That's the only really noteworthy. What's your stat. last clue? First team all Mac in 2007. Dude, no idea. I, oh I'm thinking God. about this. Now. I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you I'll a guess. I'll text you a guess, but it's not right. Okay, I will say this. He's uh, okay. He started. He was a starter. Like this is not like an outrageous pick like Rabinowitz when he picked the one season Red Wings goaltender, which was absolutely ridiculous. Collins got it. This I want to. T- dude, the high one is easier than whoever the whoever this guy is. I don't know, dude. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna hear the name in a little bit. Rabs, you texted me yet? No, because I was gonna text you Cliff April, but I, it's not even close. Went to Purdue. <laughs> Dude, I have, like, no idea who this is. I, Colin, Eastern. I thought for sure if I said Eastern Michigan, you would know who it is. I, dude, I don't have, I, Trent, I don't have a guess. I don't Bullshit, know. Shit, dude. All right, can you all give right. me, can I, can I ask for his number? You on the lines. No, well, dude, that's, gonna, that's look, like you, getting the answer. You got right, never mind. I gave you 12 clues, then I gave you yeah, I know, never mind, never I'm mind. Three, I'm, gonna... I'm three and three in this game, and I'm trying to catch some ground here. Okay, never this mind. Is, this I'm, is supposed to be time. I'm marking myself at five and two. I cannot think of this guy. Dude, okay. you have to right. guess. You have to guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll send, my, I'll, I'll send my guess in. This is just, it's not it. He started for the Lions for three years. Rabinowitz, do you want to know what it is, Collins? Do you want to know what his guess is? It's incorrect. What's his guess? <laughs> Ashley Palmer. <laughs> Ashley Palmer. I mean, not a horrible fun guess. Just a not fun a guy to think guess. of. Probably not even the same time frame. I want to – okay. Time. No, you got the time frame right. Okay, I'll, oh, I'll send this in the whole thing. Collins, you got one? You texted me? I texted in the group chat. That's my guess. I don't think it's right. Justin Durant is incorrect. You want to know who it is? Yeah. Number number ninety one from Eastern, Jason Jones, three year starter with the Detroit Lions. He did Lions. not start. That's a yes, full face lie. Full face lie. He did not. Never would have got it. Look never would have got it, dude. You guys don't remember Jason Jones? No, not really. He didn't start Trent. <laughs> yes, he did. Not really. Look it up. I had the stats. Dude, I was thinking about Tony Fleming the whole time. Well, Good I was one. thinking about. Ernie Sims the whole time it was Sean Rogers and I got no sympathy dude, from anybody. Dude, 
Dude, Jason Judd, that whatever that hey, it's a tough How do you guys one. not remember who that was? He played I, I mean, was psycho. Yes, dude, he's yes, a rotational I, yes. defensive tackle. He went to uh, Eastern. He was born in Detroit. I remember. He was a yes, friend, kid. I remember Jason Jones. I know he's big guy, okay. very tall. I remember uh, who he is, coach. but like he did not start on that he team. He started. He's. I'll tell you what it was. was. He defensive it was, end. Yes. It was Ziggy and him, and then the other rotational guy was George Johnson, and then it was Sue and Fairley up the middle. Daryl Tapp was also in the mix. Was Devin Taylor there yet? Yeah, he didn't play though. He's number that was that was before he was ninety eight. He was ninety two. Fun fact. Okay. And then Haloti Nada came. That was a tough one. That was okay. Tough. All right. All right. All right, I, I apologize. I apologize. No, you don't have to apologize. Forgot, forgotten guy on the uh, on the 2014 Lions defensive line. You've closed the gap. You're starting to close the gap with that. that I, I thought maybe the whole Eastern thing would tip it a little bit. I guess not. Couldn't get it. Yeah. Well, all right. All right. Good episode. But that might do it. Good episode. Another one from quarantine. Hopefully, eventually, we can get back to the studio, but who knows. But uh, in oh, the we meantime – that is going to be out. That's going to be it for today's episode of the Motown Rundown for Trent Ballard and Ryan Collins. I'm Ryan McDonald. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest how to support the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Do not miss a single episode of the show. We are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. New episodes every week. We will see you next time. You have been listening to the Motown Rundown, brought to you by Impact 89 FM WDBM. For all your Michigan State and Detroit sports coverage, visit impact89fm.org sports, and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes.